You know, I had like, an opening bit. I had an opening bit for this episode, and I literally cannot because nothing is fucking. Hold on, I have to fucking fix my computer charger on my headphones. Nothing is happening anymore. Yeah. Except if <laughs> you look outside, in which case only the worst things are happening. Yeah. Our um, opening bit could just be the ten minutes before we started talking about parrots. To be honest. Yeah. Fair. Um, I was thinking, our opening bit is just us listing our top 10 Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series references. Um, uh, the, the one fucking bit, the bit, the, the fucking bit about the Goonies. You're always, you're always fucking, what? Always chorus that bit. I remember because we were doing a rewatch together and we were like, wow, this is where 90% of our humor comes from. We did not even realize it. Like the weird bits like the weird like the stuff that wasn't like internet memes or anything like that was like oh i actually really picked up on that that is actually a major part of my style uh, oops. actually okay so sahir how much Yu-Gi-Oh have you watched i've watched the original anime but not any of the big series no that's fine i've watched none of the other series i actually think i stopped when they all got trapped in the computer because i was very confused as to why they weren't doing battle I city stopped- anymore of shenanigans and then you had the dice stuff and then it was like finally time for them to duel each other and then yami went away and then i was sad because yami was really attractive and i was a youth who didn't know better that's fine i had an enormous fucking crush on Saito kaiba that honestly looking at like my later anime crushes i'm like oh we were just repeating this interesting or... i can see i can see it i mean me, I... me fixating on my valentine as a child like hmm for me. Like my gay crush, my gay crush was Sabrina from Pokemon, where I'm like, oh yeah, that also like for some, there's like I have like three specific kind of characters. I mean, I have a lot, but like three of the big ones are like mean skinny blonde bitch. Um <laughs> which happens with alarming frequency. I didn't realize it was a thing until I started going some of my faves. I'm like, ah shit. Um sad brunette off um with tragic backstory. Um and then Superman. <laughs> like and Superman style characters, um. So that I kind of worked like, out. Like, yeah. You know, looking Rachel, back at the like, like, Iron Man, I'm like, this is the same fucking thing. You just did this again, you stupid bitch. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting to turn the sound off of my prayer call thing. <laughs> oh, it's there. <laughs> we're so good at this. Wait, listen, Wait, what did you have to do? It's, I keep forgetting to turn off the sound on my prayer call, and so in the last episode, and now, like, no one will hear it because I turn it off so quickly, but it's, like, for a hot second, it's just, like, a law really loudly, and I'm just, like, my bad. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and no, I mean, I literally didn't hear anything, but I understand that impulse of, like, I brought shame on the household, but, like, it's fine. You can hear my cat in the background of, like, I want to say half of our episodes. Like, it, it really is. In a fine. lot of ways, Phil is a commentator. Um... Yeah. You know that physics paper that got authored by the guy's cat? Like, technically, we probably could credit my cat. Honestly, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of the ships where I'm, like, watching. Because I watched it on WB. And I'm like, hey. I don't. And, and I'm looking at my flashback self. And I'm like, I don't know what Yaoi is. But emotionally, I think I do. Oh, I mean, here's the thing: is like looking back, I'm like the weird, the sequence, the dog costume sequence. I was like, okay, this is someone else's fetish, and then they might made it from other people's fetish. And there is so much of animation that is just horny fucking people passing their fetishes on to the next generation, and it's terrible, and it should stop. 
<laughs> because like, it's all dubbed and really chaotic. Like, there's no way to make it work. There just really isn't. Like, yeah. And also because it's, like, all stuff that literally can't, like, there's no, inflation fetish is not a thing that happens on any real life cop, like, thing, except for that one episode of The Flash we don't talk about. I was gonna like, say, except you mean on that one episode of The Flash, the inflation yeah, episode yeah. of The Flash. Inflation episode of The Flash. The Flash is inflation things. episode. Like this is why I mean it's not a thing I'm into, but it's so furry adjacent because I'm like right because this can only happen in cartoons. So I guess and that one episode of The Flash, please yes, don't talk about it. So here you go. But um, weird. I mean, I got weird gender. Do you think God up. stays in heaven because he too <laughs> he's created? Yes, I do, Steve Buscemi. But that weird fucking. Do you remember that episode where they were all in like a Dungeons and Dragons knockoff kind of RPG setting and like there was like a. I do. Yeah, I remember the Abridged uh, series version of it. Oh my well, god, Mokuba is the princess. Like, which was like, <laughs> transphobic. But at the time, it was like, huh, this is weird. And then I filed it away in my head, and later I'm like, oh. Oh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things from cartoons like x-men evolutions version of nightcrawler where he has like a normal human form that he pretends to be and then like it's like a monster in secret i'm like oh for fuck's sake and like, I oop. hi my name is jasmine masters i did and i oop when i did that i was smashing on my balls <laughs> All right. Do we want to talk about how um, legends cannot afford to say the words, the letters BTS, and how this is going to be really difficult for them? Right. That was my fucking opening bit. My whole opening bit was I've never watched a Jungkook fan cam because I'm afraid that if I did, the FBI would put me on a list. Oh yeah, that's fair. It's more than fair. Secret racism by BTS because that was a time and a half that I did not know about until I started listening to their music more. And someone was like, "Here, watch this video," and I was like, "Ah, I was not prepared." Oh God! Oh yeah, when when Jungkook does rainism, and he's like, he's a lot younger than he is now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like it's just it's weird. He's it's like, open. I'm gonna be your bad boy. I'm like, what the fuck do you know about any of that, Jungkook? You're seven You fucking piece of shit, fucking baby. Like, go fucking do your homework and get out of my goddamn face with this bad boy shit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't have patience for this shit. And like, that's how I know I'm like, like in fandom terms, not as human being terms, I am getting old where I'm like, no, I don't want the baby to lecture me about like corny stuff. Like, go away. Um, <laughs> go fuck out of here. Um, right. So this, this episode didn't have anything to do with those things yet, but. Uh, not yet, not yet, but we will explain. All right, people, we are, what's today? Friday. It's we are, I, we are on a doomsday clock until the Dionysus episode of Legends of Tomorrow. That being oh said, um, let's go. Oh, right. So the thing about Jungkook is he's just all energy. He's like really gunning for it. Like even when they have to like walk off stage and then like come back and do more dancing, he's just like on, on, on. And I'm like, can I have some of that energy? I've been tired for three years. He has so much fucking energy. I mean, he like, only does it. He only does it because he needs to, because he has to hype Nam June twenty four seven, and I feel that in my soul. <laughs> it also makes me very tired. Yeah. Oh my god. Please, like, I mean, this is a much more extreme example, but like at work, I'm just like, listen, look at me. I really admire that you all have this much energy, but I swear to God, I'm gonna fucking die. Like, children have too much energy. And so do teenagers, and it is exhausting. Where it's like, can everyone just go fucking nap? I have a chronic depression. Can we all go take a nap? I don't have energy <laughs> anymore. Pressure. We need to go to sleep. I told Twitter that for the rest of the year, everyone needs to be taking a nap every day because this quarantine has just made everyone 
absolutely ridiculous. Everyone has gone. Well, because that is the thing where it's like no one can even go outside. It's like when I see insane fucking takes where I'm like, okay, I want to tell you to go outside. None of us can, but I want you to go outside in your soul. Like I want you to at the very least walk up and down your fucking street if you can. Live in an apartment complex, go up and down the stairs a couple times. Go outside emotionally. Every single one of you is about to fucking kill me. I will say like, I have to remind myself sometimes where it's like, listen, everyone is just saying the shit because we're effectively all trapped in each other's fucking endless echo chamber because we're all mm-hmm. doing the fucking Jack Torrance shit right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of have to sidestep the all work and no play makes Jack Adele boy shit and just move on with your fucking life because we're all in hell right now. We just kind of got to work through it. So Bruno's like, what if this is hell and the world has ended? And I'm like, I really... I saw, I saw a fucking shit post where they were like, uh, this is actually worse than hell because in hell there is a relief knowing that you are helpless. You're suffering ends. Yeah. Your suffering ends, but also you are helpless. But every choice we make continues to have worse and worse consequences. And it's just like, truly, it is worse. And I was just like, you know, this is yep. a funny shit post. This is genuinely fucking haunting me right now where I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hell, why was Tiberius in hell? Like, what is happening with all of the random Greek people just being thrown into this? This. All right. So yeah, let's go into the episode because there's there's some stuff that we need to discuss. Yes. Remember theme music. Music. Okay, we don't actually have the music. I was like, did you want to start coming? No. I think it was about uh, last episode where I said, I feel like they're just sort of, the implication I think is supposed to be that right now the dominant, it's like a Neil Gaiman principle where it's like the dominant world theology is Christianity or like, or, and like the four major religions. So every other sort of mythological construct that's, of folded into large umbrella concepts like hell instead of maybe like a thousand years ago it might have been Tartarus but like now it's hell because most people would look at it and call it hell. Right. Similar. I mean I think that's supposed to be the implication obviously issues come up like we talked about last talked about more than once where we're like okay that's great but then you cannot do shit like treat gods as like par with like first gods and Greek gods it doesn't it's that's not it but i, I think mean the- honestly ari and i and i hated i hated saying this i hated it in my very soul but i was like honestly legends of tomorrow having all these people in hell is just that fucking bit in south park where everyone is in hell and they're asking why they're there and it's because the only right religion is being a mormon and none of them are mormon so that's why they ended up here that's the legends of tomorrow principle I, I would think not be surprised if some of these writers have been watching South Park. Yeah. First off, I'm going to kill myself. Um, saying thank you, I will now self-immolate. Um, second, <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, uh, <laughs> we'll say you don't have to talk about South Park if I'm like, wow, it's really interesting that Legends in Review is toying with the idea of Calvinism for some reason. It's just uh, that one Tumblr post that's like everything is a sin, good things, bad things, it's all sin. No time to explain. We have to get out of here. And John Calvin just turns streaking from the feeling. Like that's it. That's where we're at. Where it's like, I'm not even pretending to try to treat this with any sort of theological, like there's nothing 
as someone who tries to apply a critical scholarly lens to the show sometimes i am also sometimes like to do so invites madness where it's like i don't don't they are treating it like video game hell like it's not like actual like religious hell it's just like a place where all the sub bosses hang out and wait for their turn to go deal with the fucking heroes or some shit Dracula's fucking castle like you know I mean as someone who's played both Bayonetta games can confirm pretty simple it checks out yeah it is just effectively like fantasy RPG hell I'm like that's fine really um, I do think it sort of gives them a little more wiggle room. But I also am kind of mad because this episode was also clearly them just being like, all right, encores are over now. Time to get to the other plot. I know. Yeah, like, all right. So you raise a bunch of questions and you just, and then you, and then you just do the Legends thing, which is knock the glass off the table and walk away. And it's like, all right. Legends um, is just like a cat. Well, that answers one off. question, but leaves so many oh. others. Oh, a love so. challenged by her inability to pour ketchup. <laughs> Every day of my life. Um, also, did you see the picture I posted to my kitchen? Oh, is it on? I'll, I'll go look right I replied now. To you. I replied to you, so it should be in your notifications. Um, well, who knows with Twitter, honestly. That's true. Uh, Twitter's Twitter. weird, weird for everybody. And I mean, I feel like part of it is like, to be fair, I... I everyone is on this hell site all the time lately so yeah i guess that makes sense if servers can't handle it they should ask for money oh god i mean realistically speaking like every time that you quiz fucking stutters and like takes like 10 minutes to load a question like oh right every single homosexual on the fucking planet is taking (laughs) quizzes is truly truly mind-boggling and i say this is a homosexual who is taking endless personality quizzes what else are we supposed to do literally it's like listen i want someone else to tell me what my fucking deal where i'm like this is the siren song of like the houses in hogwarts and all that shit this is why this is why people because it's like you want someone else to tell you who you are because you will constantly doubt yourself otherwise and it's like listen don't doubt yourself but at the same time you know i get it that's just kind of how life is so that's amazing and also pretty much what's happening to Zarya right now so that was just so beautiful how you put that my favorite thing about legends of tomorrow is at any given moment 90 percent of character combinations if you put the two of them like a foot away from each other we'll just try to kiss apropos of nothing and that was the um, other thing like, we made a joke i think last episode we were like at the end of it is like oh my god are they really actually fucking hinting uh and Constantine, and then this episode seems to have been, yeah, that's exactly what they were going for. And it's like, okay, uh, okay, wait, let's lay out the episode before we go in. There's a lot of stuff I missed last time in laying out the episode, so let me attempt to at least do one of it now. Um, okay, this go. was the fuck, what episode of the season was it? Um, god seven. damn it, seven, uh, okay, seven. um, Legends of Tomorrow episodes. Okay, according to Wikipedia, this is the 10th episode of the fifth season, but since we don't count the crisis for us, unless if you're watching it normally, it's the ninth episode of the season. For those of you playing along at home. And uh, when I met Travis, I told him that I liked play along at home and he seemed genuinely touched. And I was like, Travis is like a very nice, genuine person. And I think we were all very relieved to find that out. 
I thought you were talking about the villager for a second. I was like, who is Travis? And then I realized, oh, that Travis. Yeah, Yeah, Travis. This is the important thing to understand about theater kids is they really can go either. They can either be really incredibly nice, funny, wild people, or they can be like. Greg Austin. Or they can be Greg Austin. Oh, it's a lot, really of, nice. a lot of people in our group have, have worried that Travis is Augustine, but he is not. That's good. And thank God for that. Um, he is not a young Gusty. <laughs> By the way, admitted to everyone in God that he yelled at directors and producers. So just that's haram. Grant uh, Gustin admitted that he yelled at directors and producers? Yes, because he went on that podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, the same one that <laughs> Mr. Br went on, and it was like Michael yeah. Rosenbaum needs to shut this shit down. Things are happening. That thing is that one. That C- that the CWPR person is like this fucking close to ending it because of this fucking podcast. I guarantee this fucking like, point. Michael Rosenbaum, I see you. I respect you. I understand what you're trying to do. We gotta stop. Have to. People are dying. We can't do this said, anymore, Michael. Not afford to have therapy, but I won't go to therapy for it. And then his wife made him go to couples therapy before they even got married. Who, Grant? Yes. Whose wife made them go to? Do you think that couples therapy. therapist? Do you think at some point his their couples therapist just turned to her and went, "You know what's it. happening here. We all know what's happening here, lady, they, buddy. They won't even let me fuck it. <laughs> buddy, it, they won't even let me use the bi flag. Oh my god." Anyway, so this is the ninth episode of the season. All right, what are we off. calling it? Uh, uh, <laughs> every time really? we do this, you would think that, like, every- at some point, we would start thinking about a fucking title, and like, you'd be fucking wrong. Um, do we want to do like a like a guest like a like a dinner party for joke or like a Cleopatra I mean, joke? Yeah, guess who's blue. coming to. Well, no, because guess who's coming to dinner was like a hugely impactful racial yeah, movie. You know, I was trying to, I, I was trying to think of a pun, but like I couldn't come up with a pun that would work, and I don't want to just use that like name. So it's like, okay, never mind, fine. Um, who's coming to murder? Guess who's coming to murder? It's good. It's got potential. Did you say a dinner to die for? Yeah. It's it, that's good, but it's not like weird. Listen. Um, Fair enough. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, why are we so bad at this every fucking time? I also love that we talk about the title of it during the episode. It's great. I mean, at this point, I'm really hoping to God that people enjoy that as a bit because otherwise, because uh, otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, I know the episode itself is called the Great British Fake Off, which I don't love <laughs> because it's not even related to the plot. I was really excited about food for Zari, and then it didn't happen. Um, I was really, it was kind of stupid where it was like I was looking forward to this being a cooking show I was looking I was looking forward to finding Noel Fielding in the background digging through the trash for his outfits um it wasn't related <laughs> they don't have hot topic in England you just have to rummage through Noel Fielding's been so tragic like that but what if I, okay wait wait a second what if we just called this episode get off the set Noel Fielding we just uh, called this episode Noel Fielding's been even better. Um, These are all just outfits from Noel Fielding's bin. I mean, fair. Wardrobe <laughs> provided by Noel Fielding. All right, okay, we're calling this episode Wardrobe Provided by Noel Fielding. That'll work. Okay. We did it. <laughs> and that's the thing, is I'm like, we can't afford Noel Fielding, and Noel Fielding I don't even think is that expensive. I think he's like a generally good-humored guy. 
I just think we have no money. Just, and this is, the money right here. this is the key. We don't have any fucking money anymore. A dollar. A dollar. Dollar. I mean, I'm genuinely... Okay, so this episode takes place after um, Feyrod has died. He'll be fine. Or else. Yeah. Is somewhere on the ship. They do not answer my question, but it's all right. I'll get over it. And we get a little bit of a scene with the Enchantress. And she and Charlie are obviously big, big gay for each other. Yeah. Which is okay. great okay. because... Do we want to talk about the Enchantress being like clearly like a better to ask forgiveness than permission move? Um, in what way? Or like remember, because like she's in Suicide Squad, technically. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they have the Enchantress, and right away, um, I saw her and I was like, they did not clear that with dad. In a little bit. Like, go, 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 just get her in, just get her in. Do you ask questions? Go. That is so like, fucking like she she was you want to talk about doing doing animal crossing crimes. God. <laughs> Putting the enchantress on uh this week's legends was definitely illegal. Yeah. It did DC not have comics. the did not give a shit. And I respect the fuck out of okay, that. Margot Robbie's gonna come kick the shit out of Phil. Nice. Finally. Uh, Finally. <laughs> Let's go. But I do genuinely kind of love that it was kind of just like a go, go, go. Like there's something just incredibly, incredibly in character about that. It's like, what other way would they have that happen? You know? So when we were first watching the episode and Charlie goes, Oh, there you are. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. Like in the back of my head, I was kind of like, would they? And then she stood up, and I'm like, oh, it's another white person. And then she transformed. Then it wasn't. And she was like, a black woman. And I was like, are we, all are we all experiencing this at the same time? Did they do it? Is this it? Have we achieved it? <laughs> Has Legends finally made a good decision? I mean, yeah, for five minutes, yeah. It's kind of beautiful, though. It's, it's, it's immoral about what can be achieved when you are just so fucking hurried into getting it out the fucking door that you're not stopping to think, hey, can, how could we possibly fuck this up? Like, good. Fucking Stars and Stripes Forever plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely apeshit. Um, so much. No, it was absolutely... Because immediately, I was like, a couple of things to note about this. Number one, that she's like, Charlie, my powers aren't for your amusement. Which means that Charlie what? has come to bother her several times before. Um, the fact that she's like Charlie, my powers aren't for your amusement. Does what Charlie wants anyway. Yeah, Charlie's just really powerful. Um, it's the fact powerful. that she's the Charlie's telling this story. On. On. <laughs> the fact that Zari is like after Charlie tells that story, she's like, "Shit, she sounded extremely powerful and cool." John, do something to make me look good, <laughs> so that Charlie still thinks I'm cool. Zari's anger and everyone being like oh snap was also really exciting to watch everybody especially because she was being so mean to John and everyone was just kind of like well yeah <laughs> I mean what are we gonna do stop her in so this economy really mean John I feel like everyone just kind of lets him do whatever happens I mean I think she's holding him very accountable Right. Um, but I would also say that, like, I mean, Ava's definitely given John the riot act a few times. 
Yeah, but I think um, that's interesting because of Ava's role as like the well, not the newbie this season, but just like yeah, now that she is on the ship as opposed to being like the boss at the time bureau and whatnot. Yep. Well, it's interesting how quickly they made her interim captain this week. Yes. But then I was also like, that you know what? Makes sense. I was like, in fairness, we again fifth and only choice, but we do not like the other four are completely just folk deposed oh, it's a bad hit idea that point, hit that point where it's like fifth and only choice by virtue of how the show cycles through characters is literally the only choice left well actually very interestingly um tala said something that revolving door quote actually probably came from tala because she said you know we have characters that go but we also have characters that come back which is like, I don't know. It was just a very odd way of answering this question about like, is anyone coming? Is anyone going? Where I'm like, well, if Maisie leaves, I'm going to kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yeah, I mean, I'm listen, Maisie, the Maisie, Maisie leaves. Goes quite literally 75% of the reason to watch the show. Um, I truly don't think I would give a shit. Um, but I also kind of think she might be hinting at Jax coming back. Yes. Also, because when she's talking about people leave... Brandon did just very publicly leave. Yeah. So that also kind of strikes me as what she might have been talking about. It was a, it's, a, it's almost a really easy question for her to answer because people just left and people are coming and going. And, and also because it seems like we're going to get, I don't know, it seems like at the end of the season we're either going to have an all new, all different Zari or maybe we'll have Zari 1.0 back. It's very confusing. All I know is that my URL remains canon because her name is Shirazi because she changed history and not because she chose it. So really, I'm fine. I think my, my, I had a theory way back when we hey world that i still think is gonna possibly hold up where i'm like i feel like what we're going to end up hap- what's going to end up happening is we're gonna get like a, a, a like a, a middle ground between the two where we're gonna have zari yeah effectively just sort of be like fuck it this is just this is this is both zari this, zari is zari now they're not really gonna try to differentiate where it's gonna be like maybe it's gonna be the zari zari 2.0's history but more of zari 1.0's personality but with like to be kind of thing, which I guess would make sense. Well, here's the thing is like, I don't think Tala loves wearing all of Zari 1.2.0's like clothes and like heels. And I'm like, well, you should. Yes, they're like, it really is actually probably the best fucking wardrobe direction this goddamn show has. So what the hell, man? Like you want to go back? You want to go back? And like, and like not to sound like Zari 2.0 when she was talking about Zari 1.0's wardrobe, but like you want to go back to like wearing a camo jacket and like a tank top. That's what you want. That's what you want out of this. You want? Is this what you want? Are you sure? Like truly, you know. And also, like the combination of the two. Again, best case scenario is they converge, and then there's a new wardrobe direction for both of the character personalities altogether. Yeah. True. Yeah. I could I could fuck with that. Yeah, I, I'm 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 interested in seeing how that plays out. That's fine. Oh, it's also one of those things where I was like looking at Zari being Cleopatra, and I was like, wow, what a great outfit, what a great look for Katala. Not gonna cosplay this one, boys. That one's not for me. <laughs> I will say though, when she walked in, and John's face and the slow pan was just the audience responding to her walking in because John, I literally I'm whole. Clyde, we are all whole. <laughs> Together. It was such a good entry 
Egyptologist is so, I mean, that's the best part about this episode is they put the two theater people together and they just got to run with it and have so much fun. Yes. Um, so yeah, okay. So they all go to John's house and John is like, I'm going to use your energy to power. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things like, remember in the robot chicken where they do all the cold villains robbing the museum at the same time? Yes. These things it's easy to build as ham radio, or am I just an asshole? Yes, of course. Okay, yes, that. But it's the guy opening the museum, and he goes, "Okay, we all know what's about to happen. So try to grab a, a couple hors d'oeuvres if you can. I hear the salmon bagels are delightful." <laughs> <laughs> and that was truly the feeling of whatever John is doing. We find out that Sarah has won a year's supply of Raven Simone. Oh my god! Uh, what is the point if they don't let her actually learn how to use it and help people? Oh, right. Let me ask you, Sahara, have you watched Gotham? I have watched Parts and Pieces. Okay, the power that Sarah has right now is literally the power that Babs got from Rachel Ghoul that he wanted to get back from her. I'm screaming? And she almost didn't give it back to him, but because she's able to, like, telegraph sort of other people's moves and abilities, and she telegraphs that if she doesn't give it back to him, he will kill Tabitha, so right. she gives it back. Oh yeah, I remember Tabitha. That was that was a lot of that was a lot that was happening at that point in life. Um, and so she gives it oh. back, and I'm like, "But how is Legends going to outgay this one? I don't, I... I don't know if I mean I know it's Sarah, and I know Ava's like looking out for her, but I'm like, I'm sorry, but that was like a huge. Yeah, hold on. Hey, hey, number one Sasuke fucker. I think you missed. I you missed you missed something important. Sorry, she predicts people's movements and their ability. <laughs> What did you just fucking call me? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Am I wrong? Can we, as a group, simply say that Zara, sorry, that Sarah has a fucking Sharingan? <laughs> I, I mean, so what's funny. better? Is this better or worse than her getting Shinigami eyes? Uh, <laughs> good question. Um,. <laughs> I mean, it just means that we make bingo quicker than usual as far as other references goes. Yeah, fair. All right. We make, we do, we do technically, we get to bingo much faster I this just way. want to mention as, as a number, as, I don't actually know what any of it does. Oh, I don't, I don't read, read the them. words. <laughs> we just. That's okay. Listen, my brothers and I almost finished watching Shippuden and then we quit. So like, I can't, I can't, I can't. You mean you haven't started Boruto? No, I refuse. <laughs> that was just the same ending as Harry Potter. Everyone was hetero with 2.5 kids. That was pretty stupid. With 2.5 kids that also look like when they're like, when, when heteros have kids and it just looks like, dad, mom. <laughs> yeah. Except Sasuke Except and Sakura's daughter actually like looks like the both of them, but. <laughs> it's the thing. I mean, the show was never um, that good anyway with Rock Lee and his dad, so. Yeah, I mean, I will say, here's the the fundamental thing is the best review of Boruto that has ever been given is that one friend of Rachel's sisters who would, like, leave his room after watching every single episode and go, that was terrible, and then go back and watch another episode. Just and come out of his room tell- going, that was really bad. <laughs> Goes back. First off, it's not about- talking about legends on a regular basis, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Is Legends, ways that Legends is similar to Boruto. One, oh, I God, hate God. it. <laughs> Number one, I fucking hate it here. 
also ways i mean like fundamentally is this not my relationship with 90 percent of the anime i watch and like sure but you don't have to fucking like read me like that Jesus. um this teen that we are sort of family friends with had her birthday and her friend drew her like a thing that's just a bunch of anime characters like as a birthday card where i was oh. like um and then she was like i got birthday money where can i buy anime merch and i'm like i'm not gonna right. tell you this no. save your money don't look at do me. this no, don't do this yourself holy i we were talking last night i, I was like look at look at myself anari is this how you want to end up is this what you want to be like first off please god no second i'm i hey i'm recording a subpar podcast about a show that everybody hates <laughs> I, I actually should, i reorganized my desk and it does look really nice now and i'm very proud of myself also like I have, I, most of this desk is just stuffed animals or anime figures. Um, I was doing the math last night with a friend and I'm like, by the time this latest wave of JoJo's Nendos is done, I will have spent over 500 fucking dollars on vinyl fucking figures for this fucking anime series. And I really well, hate it. Well, when they have Trish one, I'll get Trish. Well, yeah, but like they have, listen, I don't, they could never make it. I don't care. Abakio has an Endoroid. I don't care. I'll go home. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But I mean, would I like more of them? Yes, dude. Does and does any is anything else ever going to matter to me as much? No, never. Um, that being said, Jesus, what were we no. talking about? And don't buy anime merchandise. That's the fundamental rule here. Don't buy anime merchandise. All right, so we were talking about how Sarah now has the fucking Sharingan. Yes, that's where all this started. Sorry. Continue. And I want to say, um, <laughs> what the fuck, my Richard? Fault. This is my fault. I accept responsibility. My my bad. No, I mean, like, but like, why would you do this show? Why would you do why this? Why would you do this when you know how I feel? Why would you say that? I mean, I just, I don't. Maybe they thought it would be like, I don't even. Here's the thing: is I like, I don't know if they maybe recognize that it was a reference because, like, with this, it's hard to tell because they are all like the writers in this room are all about our age. Where I'm like, it's not like anime was this obscure They're a thing. Older, but like. Some of the writers are like, I mean, all of the writers of the show are clearly fucking nerds, which is which is something we cannot overlook. Yes, where it's like this kind of specific, where it's like Naruto horrify me, though it might really was like years ago now, where it's like they might have been teenagers when Naruto was big, but they still might know what Naruto is because you know. I genuinely don't know what's worse: you calling me number one Sasuke fucker, or you rightfully pointing out that Sarah has the Sharingan. Uh, no, I'm not. Oof. How does that feel? Uh, yeah, oh, it completely re- it recontextualizes my entire approach to this episode now, so that's fun. Um, and I did it to myself, so I really have nobody to blame. In a lot of ways, I think I want to be dead. <laughs> no, this one, this one hurts. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one was bad. This one was a, this one was a bad choice. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, like, if we want to just evaluate that, like, minus the... It's like, I do think it's interesting that that's not, it's not like, here's the thing is Naruto is essentially just Hunter Hunter with the serial numbers filed off, which is something you find out when you get older. And so it's not super, like a, an ability that copies other characters' fighting styles is not like exclusive to Naruto specifically. Well, it's not but, copying other people's fighting styles. It's that she can see the movements people are going to make before they happen. Yes, and that's a little more, that's a little more Sharingani. Does that mean that does that mean that Rachel Ghoul was also trying to get the Sharingan back from Barbara Keen? 
Rachel Ghoul as the secret Uchiha would not surprise me in the fucking slightest. I'm also. I never want to hear that. those words again. <laughs> take that. <I'm> reverse. <laughs> no, I mean, take your words back. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm also just. I'm, I think that's just. Crimson shit. Might be on the wrong anime reference. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. I'm not thinking about that too hard because I don't understand how well actually I do it's golden experience requiem I don't really understand how the fuck that one was supposed to work and I don't think he did either that's not the point the point is is like I feel like it's interesting that this is an ability that Sarah gets because it's not necessarily tied in like remember when she had the death totem and it was like oh I'm such a big sister now uh and we were like please god can you get another plot line can you get another plot line and it's like can we have something else can we have have something something else? else I will say the good news is is like yeah now they have something else gave her they gave her something that wasn't i necessarily because it's also something that will help her fight atropos on i mean like we can say more even ground it might give her a little bit of an edge which is good this is what she needed and i think actually looking at sarah's skills as a fighter and not just as like someone who kills um, I think that's actually really nice, especially because Katie is also like a trained martial artist. Like, good for, good, for Sarah, good for Sarah Lance of the Leaf Clan, honestly. Hidden Leaf Village. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Does yeah, this I make Nissa an Atatsuki member? Oh my um, god, okay. It is okay, so the League of Assassins is not the Akatsuki because the League of Assassins the Akatsuki not sexy is a- enough? But also because the Akatsuki were like terrorists who made their own organization, where the League of Assassins is sort of for like its own hidden village. But Nissa, after leaving briefly, would be considered like a missing nin and like I guess Akatsuki by default. I do think at some point she absolutely All gets right. an Akatsuki. And then we have to explain this to Katrina Law, who did <laughs> <is> not <laughs> like I do think that Nissa absolutely gets one of those fucking robes from Felicity and wears it like around the house. Cause it's like, Doesn't you know that realize. fucking post on Tumblr that was like somebody like donated an Akatsuki robe to a charity shop and the women made it like they just fucking belted it because they didn't know what the fuck it was. They thought it was a dress. Oh, it's oh. like that's just Nissa. Is my favorite I thing. Hate in the this every, I hate this every day. That's like when I did those fake nerd texts and I was like, Nora is wearing Ray's Dave Strider tee and Ray is pretending we don't all know what that is. God. That was good. I mean, I love all your fake nerd texts, but like that one was really fucking good because yeah, that that yeah. <laughs> I just love records. I'll kill you. Zarya and Nissa to me. That would be an amazing meetup. Zari and Nissa, that Nessie, that's a couple. Yes, that would be that's so that, fun. Yeah, all right. I'm listening. I haven't written any depraved fan fiction in a while. I need to amend that. Anyway. I keep stopping and starting. It's been I actually I have some I have a commission I'm working on now, so I shouldn't say that. So I other than for you. Yes, which is nice. Um somebody like yeah, so like but like other than that, I'm like, no, I need to really let, turns out it's incredibly hard. You know that did you see that onion article a couple of fucking weeks ago that was like, man doesn't know why the most stressful fucking event in his life would be an era of productivity for him? And <laughs> <laughs> nervous laughter okay Sarah has the Sharingan passes out it ruins the circle 
John runs to grab the ring. Zari runs after him. And then they land in 1910. And Zari does it. Well, she doesn't actually do a titty face plant on top of John. But in my heart, she did a titty face plant. Emotionally, she did. She, in my heart, for once, Zari titty face planted onto John. And that's equality. And then so they right, had to all the encores. Because the encores were sent by Lakeisha. Like, how do you pronounce her name? Lakeisha. I always say Lakeisha. Don't know if there's like an actual... I, I that's how problem. i'm just saying it how Maisie says it in the show perfect that's fine by me i just couldn't remember and this morning i had to do an arabic presentation and failed so i can't speak it's fine i'm so sorry what happened okay i mean listen you I, did your best. I did my best but because i have ramadan brain i cannot think in a third language and so it took me 10 tries to do the dang presentation and then i finally made it happen and then i just was like listen here's what you're gonna get all the conjugations are wrong i'm over it just give me my b i'm happy well, that's not fair. They should have made an exception for Ramadan. Yeah, I think it'll be fine once I get my grade, but I just was like, I can't. Because I had done a whole, so I have two um, labs on Fridays, and this was my last day, actually. So I spoke for 30 minutes to my students about their final, then I did my Arabic class, and then I spoke for another 30 minutes, and then I passed out, and it was great. But sure. Speaking, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard because my brain is, like, cycling between all the languages that I know. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a lot to deal with listen i can barely speak one fucking language so <laughs> you, get, you get nothing but sympathy from this quarter but Ari and john were wonderful and i adored their chemistry i mean a lot of people are like i don't want a love triangle on this show and i'm like i don't think legends as love triangles because everybody is very the only time they've ever really had one is with kendra and ray and carter and that was season one, and it was kind of poorly done. But especially with a character like John, who is canonically... John is just that... John and Charlie are just that thing I saw that says, I'm bi and polyamorous, so no one is safe. Yeah. I also think, I mean, it's not... I like the interviews that Tala got to give, which, by the way, by the time the season is over, might actually outnumber Mr. What's-His-Face. Oh, that's pretty exciting for me. I did, I, yeah, I've noticed her doing a lot more interviews, and I'm like, I'm glad that she's getting the opportunity front and center. Yeah, I, I'm like, if she, because right now the first character is Sarah and the second's right, if they change that to Zari, yeah, uh, that would be Legends. I never said that. Legends is my, honestly, is me my when, when Charlie and the Enchantress were like talk flirting, I never said that. Legends is my friend. Because <laughs> it's not really a love triangle, nor is it really about love. It's just that they're attracted to each other. And they do call it an inconvenient attraction. And also, we don't even know if Nate and Zari are going to, or if he's going to, like, end up questioning, like, oh, do I really like her, or do I just like her because I think I'm supposed to? Yeah, because yeah. Tom's the answer, and the answer to that is, Nate, honey, you're just, you just, just love the idea, Nate just loves the idea of being in love. Which well, is... and also, Tola did say that, like, at some point, Nate's going to have to grapple with that, and I think that's yeah. why, like, we're on the, the same page where we're okay with Zari and Nate not happening because Nate doesn't love this Zari. He doesn't know this Zari. He knows the last one. He loves the last one. This Zari, he he cares about because, like, Nate is just a golden retriever and cares about everybody. But, That's like, true. he I also mean, knows I that, mean, like... A bullet to a stranger kind of thing. <laughs> That's because Nate you know. is, of course, a thought. Um, the well, idea of Nate, go calling, Nate, Nate getting influenced by Dionysus is quite possibly the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, and also, they're calling I, him Dion or Dion, and so I'm intrigued. To oh, figure out Dion, which is only one letter away from Dio. Oh, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't. That's not fair. 
Um, especially because, like, honestly, Jonathan is, like, too stupid to be Ray, but, like, Nate and Jonathan are basically the same fucking person. So I was like, no, I don't like this, actually. Um, is that I, what you wanted, Nick? A bizarre adventure? Are you happy? <laughs> you okay. even knowing what that is kind of stresses me out, oh, because, like, you um, would. This is, I, like, I, me thinking about how Fran's, how, how, like, Fran's, Fran's probably knows what Homestuck is, but, like, has never told anybody else. Oh, oh and, like, no. okay, ASMR already explains Homestuck to Brandon Ralph. Stop, God. God. That is a violation of like, my trying to right. patiently listen to you talk about Homestuck, like, oh, wow, that sounds very And that's the thing. Is like, stopping oh, you mid, mid-thing to go, is this satanic? <laughs> Christ. Um, I mean, I can't say it isn't. No, yeah, no, for sure. So here's the thing. The, Jimin, so the Maynads as a mythological figure kind of fascinate me. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I vibe with this because they're they're all there's a lot of myths about the Maynads. I think one of my favorite ones is like there was a point where they were like ravaging like a city and just going fucking hog wild on girls' night. And, like, the men in the city, or I guess a village, were like, all right, well, let's just kill them now while we have the chance. And to keep the men from killing the Maynads, all of the non-Maynad women, women in the village, like, surrounded them in a circle and kept them safe while they slept. And I was like, hell yeah, solidarity. And that's one of those Maynad things that has always kind of stuck with me, where I'm like, if you, ha- if you don't, if you're doing this as a frat house, and you don't have a sorority that is supposed to be the Maynads, you really fucking your load way too early on doing a Dionysus episode then um but also the fact that Nate because they are specifically like worshippers of Dionysus that have been like bewitched to the point of like feral insanity if Nate falling under Dionysus's influence it, it's such a weird gender thing where it's like I'm interested to see what they do with it where I'm like yeah the Maynad vibes here are very like legit but I'm also like because you know my trans interpretation of Nate doesn't come from nowhere so that's why I'm like Oh, let's see how this one. I love it. I love your trans interpretation of Nate because not only is it extremely valid, but it's also something we will never mention to Nick Zano as long as we live. No, never, because he's just going to get so fucking smug about it. And it's going to shut the fuck up. This isn't about you. Where it's also like, this is a small PSA. It's okay to call it an interpretation because like an interpretation is something that has like basis, like you can argue for it in canon. A headcanon is something that like isn't ever mentioned by the text, but you're like, well, this might be fun if it happened. But like, there's ways to genuinely interpret this character as a trans person. And one of those fun new ones seems to be that they're going to make him a maynad, I guess. Where it's just like, uh, sure. I can't believe, is this what J-Hope meant? Oh my yes. goodness. I also and, just want to know who they cast as Dion because that's definitely not like a white name. I just that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm not sure. And unfortunately, God. unfortunately, the CW knows me and has not posted the guest stars yet for this episode. So I will not know until next week, but I am, I have thoughts. I am guest star watch. That would be interesting if they cast, like, I mean, if they, you know, like that, that, that might change the vibe. The big, the issue with that is it's like, okay, you're going to cast a non-white actor for Dionysus. Don't fuck this up because it's legend. I'm, I'm looking, look at me, look at me. Do not fuck me on this. Fuck me on this. Yeah, so let's get into because I did I did enjoy this episode. Um, I was paying attention to the parts where everybody was in hell way way less than I was paying attention to the parts with John and Zari. But it's I mean, just very funny Ava to me. Like, Astra, let's be friends now because Ava does that. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of love Ava's willingness Ava? to make 
Ben's being Ray's, yeah, Ava being the moral replacement for Ray actually feels very good. Yes, it should have been Mona, but since it's not, Ava isn't a bad choice because it is. It can be played for comedy too because it is so profoundly be less desperate for female friends. Yeah. But at the same time, like <laughs> not let it out. <laughs> not necessarily like a bad thing. And it's an interesting character motivation for her to be like, I really just want friends. So fucking. Especially the post, I mean, the whole thing about Rip and the clones and everything. And especially the season, like her being like. She was like, I kind of wanted to kill him. And Astra's like, well, why didn't you? And I feel like in her head, she was just kind of like, well, would you kick a dog if it was already dead? Right. Same, same concept. The idea, the idea remains. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hang out with you guys because I'm sure she's gonna double cross them, and then she's probably gonna double cross the Kisses again. I see. I see two double. Okay, so there's gonna be a lot of double crossing. As we know, Kisses asked Astra to be the new. She asked her to be new Charlie. Right. And Astra seems. I find that interesting because it's like, did that only happen because Charlie agreed to be mortal, or is this something that's happened before where they've actually had like more than one? fate like there's been incarnations of the fates across centuries or is it just because of what charlie did was so unique that they this is the first time they've had to deal with something like this because the show doesn't really seem to have a clear indication of one way or the other but if it is like they're just the newest incarnations of the fates that might be interesting well i think i think lachesis is lying to her i think they're going to use her some kind of sacrifice to reindict the loom and that charlie has no escape from them Yes, agreed. Also, think, but like, I think example, Astra is aware that what Lachesis is saying is not truthful. Yeah. Also, I just Whereas I mean like, I see her like, double crossing the legends, then double crossing the fates, um, or maybe double crossing the legends without telling them, and then she's gonna double cross the fates and sort of bring it back to the legends. Um, I have a question. We yeah. actually think Astra's mom is gonna get to come back no. because the whole okay because the whole pur- pur- the whole purpose of Astra's character beyond another example of John constantly screwing things up is that like her single goal in life in hell has been to get her mom back. And so her face of Lucas is being like stop. What is I can't even remember the quote, but it was another one of those like her and good human desires. Yeah, and also a trope is calling her girl from. So I just, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens at the end because then she, regardless of how she double crosses them or who she double crosses, if her mom doesn't actually get to come back, all of this is going to be, I, I am slightly stressed because I am hopeful that the show isn't like, well, it's okay that your mom is dead. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, my fear is more that they're going to kill that. Number one, she's not going to get to come back. I think, unfortunately, yeah. I think that's kind of likely. My other big fear on top of that is that they're going to be like, they're going to kill Astra um for like choosing to like she's gonna have to die to like save charlie from the other fates or something like that and it's just like come on Oof. fuck me on this yeah. that would be, that would be bad. um i mean it was just here's the thing also when atropo says sister knows best i'm like you guys all know tangled is an extremely popular movie Yes, I think that was supposed, I do think that was a deliberate reference where it's like yeah that is a very interesting parallel to pull because Mother Gothel is actually a pretty realistic depiction of like an emotionally abusive and manipulative parent which is like not one of the places you'd expect to see it but it was really well done 
Um, well, and that's one of the reasons, and I know both of you haven't seen it, but if any of the listeners have, Legend of the Seeker, that's why I immediately it was like, holy crap, Atropos reminds me of the Morsit, who were literally tortured and created to serve the main, like, leader of the fictional land in this book series and the TV show. And the whole premise is literally, like, these really innocent girls are taken and then tortured to be, like, molded. And she literally talks and wears clothing just like them. And it's stressing me out because I can't figure out if that was on purpose or just a complete like coincidental accident but she doesn't have any power of her own in that like she does everything like he says wants her to so it just seems like her and charlie have just been controlled their whole lives until charlie was like i'm out i'm not dealing with this anymore it just doesn't seem like atrophos actually has much of a mind of her own if we're being honest yeah. which i'm yeah. very interested in where it's like okay so is this just like a like a killing machine then like this isn't even really like a sibling this is just kind of like the... well because like... we know Lachesis was first so did she make them did she make a tropos to do the killing and make charlie because she was lonely Me? oh an interesting Ooh, take that would go from the what was it that we talked about last time with there was one that more clotho is the first that they were all spinners first they were all right. clotho first which they might end up, I mean, here's the thing, they would have to actually know that. But if they end up actually knowing that and they did some kind of twist, like actually the first Clotho, the first spinner was Lachesis, but she gave yeah. that title to Charlie and yeah. took on a different one because she didn't want to do that. Yeah, that might be interesting. I'm also wondering if, so let's go back to the Zari and John plot because merging these two lines of thinking together so we get our encores. First, we have Jack the Ripper, who is just... I was telling Ari this. I'm like, Jack the Ripper would not try to kill someone with a fiancé that's not, like, lower class. Like, somebody who's clearly going to be noticed is not someone he's going to... Well, that's not I how... I mean, that's not, not, not to be Ava Sharp on Maine, but that's not how <laughs> serial okay, killers that's work. That's definitely not how that works. That no, works either. That's not how the Force works. And... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, listen, if you guys are going to keep, like, hinting at, like, the idea of, like, true crime stuff in your show, for the god's sake, you better deliver. But right. And, like, maybe he's just like, oh, well, I was brought back from hell, so, like, let me do some killing just while I'm here. But I'm still just kind of like, mm. Ripper taking his shirt off, yelling, there's no rules! There's no rule. Put your shirt back on. There's one rule! Like, yeah, It could have I... just been the fact that, like, because he was told that whoever was in the... The inn is a target. Yeah, that could have also been it. That makes sense. I also, I will say that I, I feel like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's Jack the Ripper, but I don't think we needed to see Zari Spear necessarily. She's already been through a lot. And I love this episode because we get to see the full, like, full breadth of her emotions because she gets to be strong and, and, you know, goes right into danger. She saves the day. She also is super vulnerable where she's like, John, what if we can't? find the loom whatever but like did we really need to see her be i don't know i just feel like that was a little extra I unnecessary I, I think you hit yeah. a point where it's like she has been like it's just after last episode where it's like give the girl a break she has been through enough like don't this could have been i mean it's nice that it's one of those things where it's a weird balance between it's like on one level it's nice that she got to have like a lot of good moments for herself but at the same time you're also like she just like you want her to have a break as much as you want her to have some cool Exactly. It's that weird trade-off where it's like maybe there was a way to have her establish that she's really fucking cool without like involving like the most Serious notorious murder. like 
be, like, there was a balance here. I think we maybe could have struck a little better. Ted Bundy, what are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. Especially because we already had like David the Berkowitz. murder yes. business with the mom. So I just, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Sorry, just going, wait a second. David Berkowitz isn't. <laughs> and then the whole shit. And then just abrupt smash cut black. <laughs> but on the other hand, where John was like, I will tie you up. It's Ramadan, so I will not say anything too haram. But it was a good moment. I love the moment because Ari was like, they got really hard. They, they both make faces where they're like, would I be opposed to that? <laughs> Can we do it together simultaneously? I'm actually down to clown. It's semi-unrelated, but it just reminded me of it somehow. I love the Enchantress just, like, hanging out, being this, like, nice little elderly lady living her best life when she needs to, like, shape shift. Okay, I love the idea that Enchantress is, like, well, because she's clearly, John's like, you're not supposed to interfere anymore. And she clearly still has her fingers and things, which is why I'm like, are we going to see you again? I she hope didn't so. see you again. Didn't she? Wasn't she like see you again or see you soon or yeah, something? She said see you around, I, John Constantine. I'm assuming they're like, okay, well, maybe we'll get to use her again if they don't notice that we used her this time and we just keep to get we get to keep doing this. There's never been an enchantress. The enchantress is just a myth. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of love the idea of legends trying to hide a recurring guest star. Oh my god. Well, and IMDb hasn't been updated, so we can't even find out. And she didn't post anything because I found her on Instagram. Oh, I- I found her Instagram, and um, yeah, that's it. So she didn't really even, like, probably because she didn't know it was airing, because let's be real, no one knows when these episodes are airing anymore. I, I, I tuned in late because I was like, ah, shit, it's Tuesday. Like, I just, even working still, I'm like, I... Yeah. I'm with the hot shrug emoji. I don't know what you fucking want from me. Like, I have a terrible grasp of time when it's not the fucking plagues out so i mean one of my students was like i forgot it was friday and i was like i can't help you but you have a freebie so here are your points anyway (laughs) get that that's very nice of you that is yeah we we have it set up because we try to be flexible and especially now with everything going on so unless you just like been crappy at the beginning of the semester like we're pretty chill like things happen um okay we have bonnie and clyde who just want to point out that scene where they're all sitting together in the drawing room talking oh about God. like, what have you done? I thought that was adorable. And Bonnie and Clyde being like, we robbed banks. I was like, I was like, web series, spinoff, done. Gave Legends what it doesn't have a lot, which is like Team Rocket style shenanigans with its villains, where it's like their villains tend to not have like fun henchmen or like any sort of like, the gay people in the show are already the heroes so you don't really need to have like fun gay villains and it's like you know it's nice to have but villainous banter Bonnie it's and kind Clyde of- being that horny and then me thinking back to when Mick was like I'm Clyde that's Bonnie about himself and Amaya and I'm like again that thing I tagged one of my friends posts with which is Dominic Purcell works hard but uh the devil me works harder, harder. I mean yeah uh, truly Dominic works hard but Mixon works harder I mean just um Astro is like we all know Mick's gonna end up here and just well first of all I thought it was actually very touching that Ava didn't find that funny yes like really, I thought that was really nice helping a lot which is nice um I think but it's also like just Amaya descending from the ceiling like actually Mick is the nicest kindest sweetest person I have ever met in my life 
He redefines what it means to be a hero. His heart is full of sunshine and rainbows. And Astra just like, you know, you're going to hell double for this, right? <laughs> Extra hell. He's yeah. Like, more than I'll go right now. And Nora text. Not Nora, Mona. Sorry. <laughs> they should text each other about Mick. Because yes. But I do think it's it. interesting that they like, I mean, I, we sort of touched on it, but I kind of want to go back to it because yeah, you reminded me like, right. Ava and Mick have been hanging out a lot now where it's like, yeah, they've sort of put her in Ray's role. And one of those things is like basically making her mix reality pet where it's like, I would think it's, it's one of those things where on one level, Mick doesn't need one as badly as he did in like season one and maybe even like season right. two. But at the same time, it's also just, I think at this point, it's just a fun dynamic that he ends up having with people who are like, yeah. Eva is more on the naive side of than like A's. It's the same vibe of like, you know, someone who's a little more naive and well-meaning versus like Mick. And I, I do who find make, it who has never who has never felt love, who has never had sex. Ever. <laughs> and you can't um, prove it. Yes, if you ask him if you ask him, that's what I'll tell you himself. But like it is something where I do think it's interesting that they have Ava's kind of pulling. And so they pulled her away from being like a sort of uptight one. And now they just don't really even, they, there's no one, there's no one to be like the uptight fucking reward anymore. Cause Ava now has to be like Mona and Ray at the same time. And it's like, whoops. Just, see? So yeah. on the topic of the Enchantress being like, are we going to see her again? What are we? And I know that Phil said he wants to, and here's the thing, what Phil says he wants for the next season, what actually happens as we all know, <laughs> are two completely different things. That being said. I think the writers are holding Phil hostage. I'd like I sure would. So. <laughs> um, I just want to believe. Every time we read one of his interviews, what actually happens on the show is like not at all what he says. And so I'm like, is there just like a brain and mouth filter mismatch or what? Yeah, honey? Play. Oh, can you do it now? Sure. Yeah, I just reheat it for like 10 minutes and then he'll eat it's it's late he'll eat in my genuine answer that's actually a really good question so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take a crack at this one where it's like i feel like the thing is is like phil is the ep but this is also seems like a fairly involved in a writer's room it's like i'm sure he still has a level of like control but i do think that sometimes they're like fuck it we're doing it this way because like so he gets over like democracy rules kind of things yeah um think that might tend to happen and also because this seems to be a pretty chaotic to keep where it's like you guys probably he might say this shit and then you guys come towards like having to schedule these characters in to do this thing and everyone goes oh fuck schedule so then you end up forgot a name promise tomorrow like you end up with that i mean and I know, because here's the thing. J.J. Abrams is supposed to get Justice League Dark for HBO Max, but now who knows if that's actually going to happen? I know nothing. Fucking, why? Because they thought the word dark in the name and like, oh, this will be edgy, so our subscription television viewers will want to see it. It's like, what the fuck? And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I honestly think, just based on everything that's happening with COVID, if they wanted to do like sort of a cheap JL Dark next season... I think they could get away with it. I think DC might be cool with it. Um, so there are rumors that Titans is moving filming to October tentatively, and so will all of the other WB, DC, TV, like anything Berlanti's in charge of will also be in October. So yeah. if we were to hear more, that would be like the time when we would hear more about this. But I also feel like HBO Max has a lot of money, and so they're like, we yeah. can actually do Zatanna 
another Constantine question mark? And like, what else they want to do? Listen, if Ezra, if Ezra and Gusty can hang out in Crisis, like anything is fucking possible, I guess. Yeah, I think at this point, and this is honestly kind of in DC's favor overall, where it's like at this point, kind of accept that you're not, you're too far behind in terms of like the, you're not going to have an MCU on your hands. I think at this point, like that's something where it's like just the way that things have worked out is a media empire that is not something you can really feasibly manage. You're like, but like, work that niche of being like the fun, the the stoner uncle with all the wacky crossovers. Like, fuck it, it's worked out pretty well for their movies. Like, it is well. I think it's like a not out of the question to sort of maybe. I mean, it would be fucking insane. Um, but it would be also well, incredible. I also cool. think it's very cute that um, everybody's nickname for Zari is Z. Yes. So it kind of works like that. Great. Oh my god, if we. If we somehow step into the alternate dimension where we aren't in hell and we have Ari as Zatanna or like Tala. Wait, playing let Hulu, me show like- you. One of my mutuals um, on Tumblr did an edit of Tala as Zatanna. Hold on. I literally, could you imagine that we would die? I would say, really- I just really appreciate that at the end of the day, like based on all of the interviews that Tala, but she obviously gave at the beginning of the season, right? They're only being released now. Um, once the screeners were all seen by all the interviewers, is that regardless of what happens with her and Nate, regardless of what happens with Constantine, because I don't think he's ever going to actually be like officially someone for a long period of time, it allows them to play a lot with the interactions. And so I'm super excited to see more, especially because we know they're going to be paired up in some other uh, episodes in the future. Yes. Here, I put it in the chat. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. The so, Egyptian theater, all the Egyptian stuff this episode. What a good time. That was, I mean, also somebody was like, um, Cleopatra had a son with Caesar. I think Brutus might know what she looked like. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. no one cares. How this works. Actually, that reminds me, this is completely off topic, but I love when I look at like period drama blogs that like are like I'll defend Catherine Howard forever and I'm like hey I think you're a little late I mean I like I, I listen he's a little they're a little confused but they have the spirit I do kind of love watching um I do kind of love watching how people apply modern stand culture to like period dramas where I'm like or whatever makes I it happen I feel like she could have used that oh I don't know 500 ish years ago it's the thought. I mean, like after a certain point, it's like, well, it's the thought that counts. Yes. Is it? I mean, it's the thought that counts. Worked for everything. Yeah, it'll do. Legends really is that thing of Daniel Radcliffe going, "I tried, and therefore no one can criticize me." <laughs> <laughs> and, and like oh that's the thing. It's like when they do try and they do well, they do they do some they they do a good job. God, I had other points I wanted to make about this episode. Let me rack my brain for them. Do, do, do. Um, Zarya and John, Ava and Hal, and Astra becoming a legend temporarily for 2.5 seconds. Honestly, is this happening? Yeah, if Astra is hanging out, oh, right, that's what I wanted to say. I was like, I love our, how we're like, we want Zari to end up with a, you know, sort of chaotic, magical person who likes same and different genders and feel like John and us like, no, you fucking idiot. 
Yeah, and, and just then, Ari, like, just Ari, the lid, the lid, <laughs> the lid. And truly, we are at the point where I am just like the lid, legends. I mean, but that's that's sort of the thing to me where I'm like, I really feel like they've had Charlie flirt with a lot. I mean, yeah, she has sort of feelings for Berad, but when he comes back, I don't even know if they're gonna have time for that and sort of. Yeah. Being like, hey, Charlie is a uh, pan and genderqueer, but she doesn't have time for romance. Is like right. not Dumb. a look you want. And, and it's one thing it's one thing to say she doesn't have time for romance right now because she's dealing with everything. But like once the sisters are dealt with, if there's not even some kind of insinuation in the finale at all between her and some character, like that's just really crappy. Because Charlie, Charlie, um, Maisie has worked so hard, right, to like give us this yeah. character, and so for us to not get anything beyond the thing is like her flirting with everyone means that like, they can write it off, right? Exactly. It's not that like cheapens the effect, but like because she flirts with everyone, it doesn't really give us any quote canonical unquote things. Words are hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, she doesn't flirt with like Sarah, Ava, which is nice. But, like, I mean, her two biggest interests right now seem to be Nate and Zari, which, like, that mood. But, I mean, here's the thing. It it scenario. Me that, like, I mean, I'm kind of like, let her and Astra, like, actually be. I'm like, please let Maisie have a relationship with a woman. I'm so tired. But I will say, on one level, it's weird. Because it, it's like, on one level, it's like, yes, I want to hit a point where it's not, like, have to... No, it's not, it's good, it, she cannot, like, good rap doesn't necessarily mean they have to have a relationship yep. all the time. At the same time, where it's like, you've teased so many different relationships for her, that if you fuck this up, and not, and don't give her one after, like, all of this, like, fuck off. I just don't foresee us actually getting sorry, Nate and Charlie in the next season somehow magically, but, like, that would be the best case scenario, because it would, would solve a lot of these issues. I, I sometimes I kind of feel like they're leaning for it, but we don't know if they'd actually be it. able to get it. I know the we actors did. would all be down for it. Right, yeah. like we got the we got the dream sequence with Zari because of the Kamadeva, uh, but I just I don't know. Like it would be awesome if they would do that, but otherwise, then again, you either need to bring on a new character for Charlie, and we clearly have discussed at length how bringing in new characters. Don't I, I can't they might let her stay as Charlie. I mean, also maybe they'll bring back Maisie as Amaya. I don't know. It's very right. anything could happen. That is the yeah. interesting thing. So much of this, so much of this show is like genuinely. I'm like, yeah, this is actually kind of up in the air. Um, uh oh. Yeah, but it's also like you. I, I I don't really love that for like it's actors of like we've brought this up on yeah. the podcast before, but now it seems like a good time to remind everybody. It's kind of fucked because it's not like Katie's been playing. I mean, first off, I don't think Katie could play a different character every season. But on one level, it's sure. like don't you know you don't want to you don't want to like it doesn't justify the fact that they kind of treat these actors as having inter- interchangeable characters where it's like we can just have Maisie play another character and it's like if you do uh, the first time okay. A third time, it starts to get a little like okay. That's not cool. You can't just have one black woman play every single fucking black character in your show. It's not this is not my so big weird. fear. I was like, if they bring Enchantress on, are they gonna get rid of Maisie? Because like that's kind of how the CW works, where I'm a little nervous about that. God. I you I wasn't thinking it, and then you said it, and now I'm like, oh no. 
God, I hope not. But like overall, I really liked this episode. I loved Zari's homage to her ISIS comic counterpart, where they were like, you know, the interview where they were like, yeah, there were talks of Zari originally being ISIS, and I'm like, you, we all know you have used that name. We all know. We, I, 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 I love that you guys continue to pretend like this is a thing you would have ever. But been also, to- Dwayne the Rock Johnson is now going to kill Phil in real life. Yeah, oh. he's going to crush. He could crush Phil's fragile bird bones between his enormous Terrible. hands with with only the faint, with no effort, with the faintest of touch. I will say the end of the episode though was just so. Them getting back on the ship, them drinking the whatever that green smoothie is that they drink that's like for energy and whatnot, and then um, uh, <laughs> Ava being like about that, and then just the pan of John turning and Astros right there. Did so, you watch, have you ever watched True Blood? No. No of it. And I've seen GIFs. Okay. When, so basically, Bill has to, as punishment for killing another vampire, because that vampire was going to try to kill Sookie, he has to turn basically an innocent person into a vampire. So they find this 18, 19 year old girl named Jessica, and they bring her out to the fucking dirt court that we have in some guy's fucking junkyard whatever works and they make bill turn her into a vampire and then she's actually like very pleased about it because she comes from this like horrible religious abusive family but she's very sort of weirdly like baby's first sexy when she turns into a vampire and she like keeps calling bill like daddy because he's her maker and it's very clear that bill compton is like i've emotionally checked out of this True Blood's biggest mistake was not, was just trying, was just jerking Bill around from season three onward as like, is he moral? Is he not? Is he Lilith? What does that mean, True Blood? What are you doing? That was the exact vibe I got from Astra saying hi to John, is that she's being like a bratty kid, but it's also weirdly sexy. And I'm like, am I going to, especially because some people are theorizing he's also her dad. And I'm like, are we going to jail for this? Oh gee, oh my God! Please don't! Oh my God! If they actually, I will literally, I, I don't do that. Oh God! With all the weird, like, kind of horny ways they've been doing things with them, where it's like, hey, I am literally begging you to not do this. Do not, like, fuck you, please. Enough. You know, I'm already on a fucking FBI watch list for the Jungkook fan cam. So, every day of my life, I get emails. Speaking of dads, just real briefly, the fact that Lita's going to be hanging out with Nate and Mick is disappearing for an undisclosed reason. Nate, and- Mick is disappearing in the diet. Well, next week, Mick takes Lita onto the ship. Next week, I'm a bit concerned because it's maybe we're going to talk about Sarah Sharangan. And I'm just kind of like, hey, this is about Charlie's fucking sisters. Can we not diminish Maisie for the umpteenth time in her own fucking plot? Right literally begging all of you yeah they've really done a bad job i know Maisie was like this is my favorite season and i'm like you know what i i believe you i don't i don't i don't disbelieve but at the same time i'm like if this is your favorite season for how they've treated your characters that is fucking that that is an indictment of every other season and not an endorsement of this one okay i will say if it's one of those like literally three minute scenes i'm like fine because 45 minutes three minutes not the end of the world but if it's if it, if it returns to the pre-Zari, not Zari episode, like, timing of how many characters got to have moments, then it's going to be a problem. 
This episode and last episode were really strong, so maybe we'll be fine until the ending. I mean, also, Maisie did mention that Astra and Charlie sort of form a weird bond, which would start next week. Chastra Warriors, we are riding. At the very minimum, they get to bond over John continuing to mess everything up, because, like, John showed up and caused everything to be a problem. John showed up and ruined everything yet again. I mean, I love that. I mean, it's what he does, in, in all fairness, it is what he does best. Um... It's kind of like a it's kind of like a it's kind of like a special skill when he does it. Oh my god. I almost want to say season three of Malice, and then he's like, yo, you guys messed up. That's how he got stuck with them. Okay. I'm just like, first of all, I just love that Lita is hanging out with Nate. It's truly like, oh yeah, so this is your hot step. Slut Dad said I could go. I didn't agree to that nickname. She she started using that on her own. Never agreed to that name. Oh my god. I also love that she's like, you don't have any superpowers. And he's like, this shoots fire. And that's a me thing. Like, I, I'm not allowed to be around fire. Um, so, he like, briefly had superpowers when Amaya gave him the totem, and that was an allusion to his new 52 um, sort of persona that got superpowers. I'm also picturing Mick saying this word for word because I truly believe, as Kronos, Mick is fully aware of all of this shit and just chooses not to have ever said anything to anyone. He tries so fucking That's hard not fair. to be aware of him. <laughs> he's trying to be character, too, because he just doesn't really... Clearly he cares about them, but he doesn't really say anything about anything, so, like, who knows what's going on in his the head. The only characters he's ever shown, like, visual care for are, like, one time for Ray when Ray was really stressed in season two about not having the Adam suit, a right. few times for Amaya, and a few times for Mona. Everybody else is on their own. Pretty much. Well, no, I lied. I lied. He actually tried to talk to Nate about his dad because he was like, This is what you're like as a person, right? And I was like, Gay. Gay. <laughs> Which is what makes this whole. If Mick doesn't introduce Lita to Nate next episode, and Lita just doesn't go, oh, gay. (laughs) What have we got? Oh, is this your. I'm also very interested because they don't really seem to be using Allie a lot. And when they do use her, it's not really like Mick is very. Like originally they were sort of like, oh, he has a crush on her, but now he doesn't actually seem that interested in her. He seems more interested in Lita. Which is, like, kind of fascinating to me, but I'm also then, like, so basically you're just bringing Lita on. First you've met Zari, where it's like, okay, so this is my dad's inappropriately young girlfriend. And now you meet Nate, where it's like, oh, so this is my dad's slam piece husband? Well, and she's meeting everybody in, like, hours. Oh my god, she's gonna meet Charlie. Hold on. Oh, yeah. And Mick is gonna kill himself. Sorry, hold on. My fucking ass just went to space. (laughs) And then she's gonna go to the Greek life with it. Yeah, I just so think... honestly, Mick is going to leave because thoughty, extra oh, thoughty so Nate is the worst thing that could ever funny. physically happen to him, except maybe thought Amaya. Gail, Gail, the Gail fucking college, like, we're just assuming this is just gonna be shop for shop remake of that, right? The what? Just wanted to make sure. No, a shop for shop remake of what? Oh, the Gale episode about uh, college tours. Oh my god! Absolutely. Shut it. the fuck up, really. Can we get him? I mean, can we afford Chris Fleming? Actually, maybe. Um, so, you know. How old is Lita? 15. 
It could be in college. It could be a very early college tour. To make I, mean, I think I think it's just an early tour. I think Mick is also very like it could also end up being something very cute where it's like, I want her to go to college. So he okay. starts trying to be enthusiastic about it early. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think the idea of just like across campus, Nate, today I think I will be extra thoughty. Mick standing there with Lita. I have to go immediately. <laughs> I was I never here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. My planet fucking needs me. phases out of reality. It also stresses <laughs> me out because, like, this is it's old fraternity. So whatever we see is just gonna be a Are lot. Sure, his fraternity, or is it just a fraternity? Because I'm not sure <laughs> Nate was cool enough to join a frat. And if he was, are we gonna yeah, get a lot of weird like, homosocial like, jokes about it? Yeah. No, I, I, I think it is. I'm gonna look it up. I'm afraid because I'm also like I don't know. Listen, I Nate Nate be like it's like yeah oh we're just going back to the weird gender stuff where it's like this may have been the you know listen you can't stop me but like the idea that like yeah all right he was in a frack he's like what's the most masculine thing I can possibly fucking do? Um, I mean, is- if you were a father on my campus, it was a different story, which is why I'm like this episode stressing me out. Okay, the letters find themselves going back to college and form a sorority in order to try to achieve it. I love that they're like let's just make our own sorority. How hard could it be? How did we back it? Oh, it's at his college. I apologize. It's his college, but I don't know if this is his frat. That's why I feel like he's going to be trying to show off because he probably didn't join a frat. That's fair. I just also really want to know who is playing Dion because I have opinions, as I've already mentioned. (laughs) I'm just like, if they make him black or a man of color, but then he's like being seduced, like, I just just have a fear. Yeah, I'm also, I mean, I'm I'm in my head like, listen, I know Nate didn't kiss Ray because that's like Ray, and it's like there's a lot of stuff that was happening there, but like there's no reason for him not to kiss. Yeah. At that point, it's like Dionysus. you might as well <laughs> and I'm go whole hog concerned. with it, man. But I'm also like, if this show lets Nate kiss someone of the same gender before they let fucking Charlie, I'm going to kill Phil with my own hand. I'm going to so, find yeah. the next con that Nick Xano's at. I'm going to literally beat his skull in. <laughs> now, I have a question. Do you think he's going to hear this in higher security? Because I'm not actually going to go to the next con he's gone to. I think that if he's been listening to this, he knows when you're joking and when you are not. I think at this point, listen, we're clearly doing a bit, but also, buddy, fuck you. But also, the episode after Freaks and Geeks is I Am Legends. So we're going to get to have zombies. So they're going to have to just pause romance because zombies are going to be around and it's going to yeah. be chaos. Oh, and God, then they're managing to fit Friends, Star Trek, and another... Uh, see, and that's the thing. We see Astra for that episode where I'm hey. kind of like, I think that's probably after her second double cross. Also an episode that... Bigos is directing, has directed, so like who knows what we're gonna get. Although Tala did say that she liked the episode, so I mean there's that. I just what the last yeah. one? Yeah, so she said she one. said people were like, oh, they she said that when she was filming the last episode, people were telling her that this like they're like, it looked like it was the most fun you've had in some time. Where I'm like, if that's an episode where she gets to be Zari 1.0, 1.0 again, my heart's gonna really hurt for her. 
No, it's because she, so she went to, it's because of the, it's the thong mention. So she showed up to see whoever question mark or whatever's happening with that. Cause it was a day she wasn't even filming, but in a separate interview, she said that the episode film uh, directed by Gugs, she enjoyed. So I'm just like, all right. Hopefully I'm so sorry. Um, episode 14 is going to be directed by this new guy. He's never done anything for the CW before. He's actually never done anything for DC comics before period. I think his name is. Yeah. It starts it's with an Kevin, M. Michael? Mike? Oh, it's it's Kevin Mock, and then the episode that they're trapped on TV was is directed by Gugs. Yeah, oh. no, that's that's who I'm talking about. The new guy, Gugs. Mike, some Mike Go- Mike Gugs? I can't stand oh, you. <laughs> I thought you were being you were talking about the actual Kevin guy. And I'm like, no, his name is Kevin. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, all likes the episode, so hopefully they're good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm a non-brain. I can't keep up. No, it's a, it's okay because in in a lot of ways that wasn't really funny, um, but it'll be funnier. So it'll be funnier when we actually get to the episode and we do it for the whole time. Yes, screams. <laughs> okay, Craig has managed to stay with us this entire time. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> also, Tim, Tim will not let me um, duct tape because he's like, you can absolutely thumbtack it if you want. I have a lot of black fabric and I was thinking of making like an impromptu backdrop in my kitchen. Love it. But Tim will not let me duct tape it to the wall. I mean, you could duct tape it to cardboard and then take the cardboard with a tack. More support. That, that Honestly, could work. I want to build, build one of those sound muffling things if I can, like a box for the microphone. That might be interesting. But um, also, it's like almost midnight. Can we? I gotta go to bed. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, say we should probably end it here. Um, we've been recording for you're gonna bless you for having to edit all of this in some configuration. All right. Well, um, I guess I will see you guys next week for um <laughs> for Sarah's fucking ninja training episode. Um, oh. And I'm Gary's dog. We can't forget Gary has a dog like all right well good luck out there everybody good night everybody um forward to listen remember send your animal crossing questions in if you have questions i'll do my best to answer them and if not rachel will answer them and uh good night listeners